Hey guys, and welcome to the How to Heal Your Love podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I want to cover a few things, but really right now what I want to start with, because this whole podcast, the purpose of this podcast is to give you real tools, understandings, perspectives that will uh, expand your experience of relationship, that will uh, honestly inform you of ways that you can have what you want in relationship, which is so cool and so exciting, and it can really just get better and more expansive and more magnificent. So let's dig in. So firstly, I want to talk about uh, a realistic view of relationship because a lot of people ask me, can I have the relationship that I want? And that's a, a magnificent question with a very nuanced answer. If we have a fantasy version of relationship, what we've been fed in the media, what we've been fed societally, perhaps what our well-intended friends and family have told us, then we're going to be looking for a happily ever after, an easy road, a um, wonderful roll in the sunshine, puppy garden, cotton candy clouds, and gumdrop uh, meadows. <laughs> Maybe that's a little extreme, but a lot of people really have this fantasy deep down that their partner is always going to be able to hear them. They're going to be kind and generous, and they're never going to be cruel or stingy or annoying. Or And so first things first is we have to take an honest look at what is a true, truly fulfilling relationship. And what is real love? And to do that, I want to examine the three stages of of love that we go through. So the first stage is famously confused with love. We think this first stage is love. This first stage is infatuation. And that's when people think they're falling in love. This is a heaping load of bullshit. Infatuation is awesome, don't get me wrong, as long as it's healthy, balanced, and honored as a phase. But the issue with infatuation is so many of us confuse it for love that when the infatuation inevitably passes and the uh, dopamine that has flooded the nervous system, all of the feel-good hormones that have flooded the nervous system during this initial infatuation stage, literally designed to get us to procreate, when it passes, people think something's gone wrong. And this is one of the greatest tragedies of relationships. So about this phase tends to last about six months to two years. Uh, most people I know pass through it a lot quicker than two years. If you've sustained it for two years, your powers of denial must be stunning. <laughs> because one of the things we do in infatuation is we... Um, we see more similarities and differences. We favor the things that we enjoy and the things that we don't enjoy are kind of brushed under the rug. Um, it's really, it, again, it can be a fun, wonderful stage. Our minds, again, are flooded with dopamine and this this system designed to biologically get us to procreate moves through a very sophisticated nervous system and becomes poetry and, and proclamations of uh, eternal love and all of these juicy things, desires to, to move in together. And, oh my God, you're the one. This is the one. And that's uh, V1 is another topic we can get into in another day. How do you know if it's the one? That, that's one I hear a lot. <clears throat> but for right now, Let's honor that when this beautiful stage, is, stage that gets us to kind of tune into each other, 
passes, and we're we're eye gazing a little <laughs> less, and we're um, just rolling around in the grass together a little bit less. We move into the second stage, and this stage. So I, I've heard these titles before. I can't remember who did it, but I I thought they were great titles. The first stage he titled Love Without Knowledge. The second stage he titled Knowledge Without Love. I really like that. And that's where we start to see that the person that we are so into and so in love with and having such a good time with and such an amazing connection with is human. What do I mean by that? By that, I mean that Every human possesses the full spectrum of existence. Nietzsche said, I am the kindest and I am the cruelest. What he's referring to there is that uh, if this partner that you love, and this goes for you too, um, they have kind and they also have cruel. They have funny and they have awkward. They have fun and they have boring. They have sexy and they have weird and gross. This is just part of what makes an entire human. And part of this second stage, suddenly, the degree to which we have pushed these things aside tends to be the degree to which they loom all of a sudden in our awareness. So the degree to which we have put this individual on a pedestal is usually in this phase the degree to which we cast them down into the pit. <laughs> so this is a very, this stage is the rocky road. This stage is the, oh my gosh, how do we handle this? And this is when most people think they've fallen out of love. The tragedy here is this is the stage right before true love. This is the stage right before real love and expanded, um, evolving, fulfilling love. So what happens is people say, oh, we're falling out of love. Oh my God, he does this and I can't believe it. Oh my God, dude, she does this and I can't believe it. And then uh, again, well-intentioned but obsequious and pack mentality friends and family may say, oh my gosh, well, forget them. You know, this is supposed to be easy. This is supposed to be uh, happy. You're supposed to be happy in relationship. You ever heard that one? As if happiness doesn't have a polarity do it in this realm of duality. And that's the reality. And that's the reality of a person. That's the reality of life. There's challenging times and there's supportive times. There are challenging aspects of your partner and there's supporting aspects of your partner. In the first stage, the dopamine-fueled stage, you're seeing all of the supportive ones. And now you're seeing all of the challenging ones. And you guessed it. Next, we reach true love. And in this stage, you have to really lean into that last stage. It's not going to give it to you easy. And that's when you got to get the tools to engage conflict and to love your partner and to um, integrate uh, what you're experiencing as your in your partner as actually a reflection of you and all of these amazing growth opportunities show up. And then when we move past that energy, and of course these will all come up, you'll have honeymoon-like phases, you'll have the fantasy nightmare phases, that's that's part of it, but you'll you'll move into something called real love, true love. And this is, um, or as maybe that gentleman, whoever phrased those titles that I, I've forgotten, he, he might have called it love with knowledge. You get both. You realize that your partner is a human, that they have amazing attributes, that you love so wise, so fun, so spontaneous. They have obnoxious, challenging aspects that are hard to deal with. Um, they're, maybe they're thoughtless sometimes. Maybe they snap sometimes. Maybe they are just shut down. They just ice, ice king or ice queen you. 
right? These are, this is when we learn to accept an, a person in their entirety. I have one mentor who says that love is a synthesis of complementary opposites. We're engaging both the light and the dark, both the light and the shadow, and, and we're seeing true love. I have another mentor who said, and I love this, uh, that, that it's, oh my gosh, I want to be near you, and I never want to see you again, and oh, I want to wake up next to you, and uh, there's a push and a pull. All these things are normal and healthy, but we need to have the perspective or we'll think something's gone wrong and then we never stand a chance. So, I, this is what I wanted to talk about mainly this time, and I don't want to overload you with information. So for this episode, it's just learning these three stages of love so that you can really have a map of the terrain and get an idea of where you're at. Now, as I always say, because this, this podcast is all about growth and healing and expansion, you've got to get the tools. You're um, evolving your relationship. So get the tools of communication, of navigating conflict, of engaging shadow, of dancing in the light, of appreciating each other more deeply. They're out there. But right now, just integrate this um, this view, this bigger view, so that you can enjoy that infatuation when you drink that sweet honey-like nectar of connection, and you can dig in and grow and evolve when you reach that challenging stage of, holy shit, you're a real human, and people are annoying. <laughs> and then you dig in and lean in and embrace those tools so that you can move into true love, which is my God. You're fathomless. You're everything. You keep going. And I want to learn to love every bit of it, even the part that I want to shrink from, even the part that makes me cringe, because really, big spoiler, I like to give away a lot, you're going to meet a reflection of yourself and your partner, and you're going to meet your owned or disowned qualities in them. And the degree to which you have owned or disowned them is the degree to which you will be triggered and bothered by them or you will be at peace and in love with them and you can use your relationship as an avenue and a gateway to connect to those aspects of yourself, to heal yourself and to heal your partner through your learning to love all of that and engage and embrace all of that. And it becomes a self-perpetuating cycle of love and expansion and healing. And that's what I want for you. If you have any questions, go to howtoheallyourlove.com. Shoot me an email or give me a call and I'll try to answer them on the podcast or just write you. And um, good luck out there. Keep evolving your relationship, your relationship, relationship in your heart and keep... Um, don't settle for a small, stagnant space because there's so much more. And the fantasies that we've been sold of how relationships should be pale in comparison to the magnificence of what they can be. All right, it's been a pleasure as always, and I will speak to you soon.